Welcome to AdvisorTech Unplugged, the monthly podcast brought to you by MoneyInfo, the client portal and mobile app supplier for financial advisors and wealth managers. This podcast is designed to help address the challenges of the 21st century advisor. Each month, we invite a special guest to talk to us about current topics affecting their area of expertise in the advisor tech space. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or general feedback, get in touch with us by email at support at moneyinfo.com or tweet us at moneyinfotech. Hi, uh, my name is Lee Wallace. I'm from Money Info and I'm delighted to welcome Dominica to this week's podcast. Dominica is from RIE Solutions um, and today we're going to be talking about client experience, efficiencies and making process changes. So Dominica, thank you ever so much for your time uh, joining us on, on our Money Info uh, podcast. Could you just uh, start by introducing yourself, give us a little bit of information about the business and what you do, that would be great. Morning, Luke. It's really great uh, to be here. Thank you for the invite. Um, I'm Dominika Sieratska McKirk, so a rather long surname that's very difficult to pronounce. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the founder of ReSolutions. So we offer practice management support, operational advice, and mentorship to small to medium sized financial planning firms. Um, In the main, I focus on working and supporting practice managers, business managers, operations directors, so anyone who is responsible for the smooth running of the business. To this end, uh, we've created something called the Master Practitioners Club, um, which is an online community for individuals specifically in the role of the integrator. Uh, we provide mentorship, training and development through regular webinars, ops calls, and give access to tons of resources, including videos, templates, and of course, shared knowledge and experience. Um, our members have an opportunity to influence the content. Um, so um, our content is constantly evolving and growing. So if this is something that is of interest, um, I do invite you to check out our website or pin me an email. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, So I guess that that leads quite nicely into what we want to really focus in on today on on the podcast. Um, And I know I talk to businesses all the time um, and there are so many inefficient processes within the financial planning world with the clients that we we deal with. Um, So in your experience, um, Domi, what what do you find are the most inefficient processes uh, when you're working with businesses through the master practitioners um, uh, service? Yeah, so as you can probably imagine, this is something that comes up quite a lot, especially within the club. Um, And my answer may surprise you because most tend to focus on really big processes, major processes and really large challenges. In the meantime, often the biggest time savings and efficiencies can be driven by bringing attention to really small tasks that are performed really frequently. So for example, if you have a small tasks that takes a proverbial two minutes, if it is repeated 10 times throughout the day, it accumulates to 10 working days in a year. So now if you've got, let's say 10 administrators that are undertaking this small task 10 times per day, this um, actually accumulates to 100 business days in the year. 
So simply by automating that small task, you could be saving 100 business days, which I think is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and we all know that actually no task takes two minutes. They always take much longer than that. Um, so in fact, the time saving that you would be making would be even greater. So it could be simply templating a standard paragraph or automating um, a small task. Um, another example of inefficiency that uh, probably most people are guilty of is often created by the constant checking of emails and constant sort of being in the inbox. So again, I worked out that if on average you are spending two hours of your time in your inbox, um, that actually equates to three months of full-time work. Um, and now I'm pretty sure, I don't know about you, Lou, but I'm pretty sure that for most people, the two hour a day is quite a modest estimate. It's probably more than that. Um, so depending on the role that you're in, having a regime around when you are checking your emails can really eliminate huge amount of inefficiency. Um, Lou, how are you feeling with, with, the, with the data? Do you spend two hours a day in your inbox, do you think? That's a good good question, and I, and I don't. It's not something I've measured, but um, I, I am aware of of kind of the not only the volume of emails, but also years. Probably ten, twelve years ago now, I turned off the. Um, you know how the the email comes up in the bottom right hand side of the screen. Yep, um, and you get the preview. Um, I turned that off, and I find that that really helps because it doesn't um, doesn't take your focus away from the job that you're doing at that point in time so I find that really works for me and I know other people here have um certain times when they check their check their emails which what you know seems to work for them and we are still so driven by emails aren't we um sadly um but I will you know perhaps perhaps one of these days I will make that make that measure but I think I think you're right those you know often it's a full re-engineering of a whole process um, that that takes up lots of time, lots of effort. Then you have to get that new process in. But actually, if you do start at the bottom and work at the smaller stuff, you can actually gain some some very quick efficiencies or some you know some quick quick changes. For instance, you mentioned standard paragraphs in in um, letters or emails. We have message templates in our secure message service with money info um, and that would be something that would quite quickly make the small changes you know have a big impact but also make life easier for all of the administrative staff or the advisors that are sending messages to their to their clients absolutely you know it's all about the quick wins um, and I think that, you know, if you were as a business to focus just on these two areas, you would find that you can drive a lot of efficiency as a result of doing that. Um, it's, hard, so it's hard at the moment, isn't it? And I hear people saying, you know, it's very, very hard to recruit um, or there's a recruitment freeze on or just haven't, you know, got, got the ability to, to recruit new people. But if you can make those those time savings, you know, 10 days per year per employee for that two minutes of repetitive tasks, you know, suddenly you're freeing up, freeing up that, that resource, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. As we said, you know, across 10 employees, it could be up to 100 business days. And that's just on one task. So if you were to identify five small tasks where you can drive efficiency, again, you are just 
constantly accruing more time that you're liberating for other things that you can do in the business. And we're mindful of that here. So we will look at the, the support tickets that our clients are raising. And if we get a theme or we're getting lots of um, queries on the same thing or the same task, we will look to see if we can solve that within the, the, the product and the application rather than, you know, lots of people having this, the same issue. And something else we do here is getting the right people to do the right tasks. You know, is it is it right for... Um, somebody on support to be doing a certain task or is it right for a developer to be doing a certain task it's about getting the right people in the right roles doing the right right jobs and that's something we're you know we're working on at the moment to see if we can make any make any improvements there as well absolutely couldn't agree more Uh, it is absolutely critical that you are using everyone's time to the optimum so you want to always just be double checking and validating whether it's the right person with the right qualifications with the right experience with the right expertise that is undertaking a task Uh, again a lot of efficiencies can be driven by reallocating the assignment of tasks Um, You should always focus on the tasks that only you can do. And this goes for every single team member. Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've just touched on on kind of tech there a little bit. Um, How important is technology in, in gaining efficiencies in processes and within the businesses? So I'd say that technology is absolutely key to gaining efficiency. Um, And I believe it to be the future of our profession um, in many ways. In fact, you've already mentioned um, some of the efficiencies that you can drive within the business by using um, a product such as Money Info um, in terms of standardizing some of the paragraphs and easily uploading information. So Money Info is a great example of driving driving efficiency through technology. So gone are the days when you had to issue a letter with a prepaid envelope, Mm -hmm. bring the client to make sure that it was received, then potentially chase things both via the phone and via letters. Uh, Now you can just upload documentation into the portal. It pins a message to the client. The client can accept recommendations at the click of a button using their mobile. So it creates a really slick, client experience, but also saves tons of administrative time. Of course, you know, if the client's preference is to continue to communicate via letter, it's absolutely fine. It's not a problem. We need to be responding to the client needs. Nevertheless, technology in this instance is really facilitating this ease of communication and cuts down what could have taken weeks to literally just a day. Um, And again, it's just much easier for a client just to accept the recommendations uh, just at the click of the button, which then means that your administration team can swiftly and progress things to the next stages. Um, So in that respect, technology is absolutely critical. Having said that, um, you know, talking to the members of our Master Practitioners Club and other clients, it's not unusual for firms to use um, actually 10 systems, 10 different bits of tech to help them deliver um, the service that they're offering to clients. And now some of this technology integrates with greater, with varying levels of success. 
And as new technologies are being um, developed and launched onto the market, you know, it's quite easy to go for the next new shiny thing and continue to add to our toolbox of technology, which actually sometimes can create more inefficiency than efficiency. Um, and now, while I'm confident, absolutely confident, that future technology is going to completely transform the way in which we work and is going to drive that efficiency, at present, at times, it can be a real trade-off between creating a better client experience and gaining operational efficiency, which shouldn't be a case. Um, and we really just need to be mindful of that. So being mindful of... Uh, what, what's happening with our process, you know, and um, are we focusing on the client experience? Are we focusing on operational efficiency? Um, and that sometimes there will be a trade-off at this point in time. Um, but I'm confident that this is going to evolve um, as technology progresses. I think, I think you're absolutely right. And our, um, I guess our objective here at Money Info is to make the processes and, and I think there are two key processes really which is the you know onboarding new clients but the big one is the client review process whether that's annually quarterly you know six monthly every client has to go through that that process the fact find needs to be updated and that's why we've just um, well, we're just in the process of releasing um, our Money Info uh, version number 11, which contains our new digital fact find. And we've worked with a steering group of firms on that development. And we're now just entering the pilot um, to, to get some feedback from, from our clients and hopefully our clients to get some feedback from, from their clients. And it was really important to us that the client experience was as good as it can be and as easy as it can be, because the, the feedback we got was that, you know, clients find the fact-finding process <clears throat> quite laborious, it's very time-consuming, they have to dig out information, <clears throat> and a lot of the information remains fairly static, um, you know, year on year. It's, it's sometimes only changes to income and expenditure, or, you know, significant changes in a client's circumstances that might require um, a full fact find to, to be redone, redone again. So we're really excited to, to kind of get through the pilot, see what our clients think to digital fact find, what our clients' clients think to that process. Um, and we're not stopping there with this. We're going to roll straight into to phase two of the digital fact find and keeping that client experience as good as it can be under the firm's own brand, which is really important to our clients, that their clients have their app on their phone. They're there when they need them on the app. They can send a secure message just like messaging a, you know, a WhatsApp group. So we are really focusing our attention in that area um, for the for the remainder of this year and other things, but that remains one of our key um, key key process or key key objectives. So, do you think the client experience is as important as making the efficiency gain, or do you think one one kind of um, tip, tips to the other um, in terms of priority? So, of course, you know, without clients, <clears throat> excuse me, without clients, we've got no business. So, as far as I'm concerned, any product any service, any process absolutely has to be designed with the clients in mind. And unfortunately, um, you know, this isn't always the case. So it's really fantastic to hear that 
um, you're focusing on a fact find, you know, this, this can be a really painful process for the end user. So for the end client, having recently gone through uh, redrafting our wills and having had to go through the fact finding process, it just really reminded me about how unpleasant of an experience it can be and how unfriendly some of the terminology and the static forms that are a PDF, again, can be. It's just depending on the process that the business is running to, it can create a really um, unpleasant experience for the client. So it's really fantastic that so much thought and work is going into um, development of that specific module within Money Info and that you are embracing this client-centric approach. So let me just give you an example of where, you know, where businesses go for operational efficiency and the cost of client experience. Um, a fantastic example for me is um, last week I had a question, an unusual question, for my car insurance company. In order to get the answer, I actually needed to speak to a human. But to get to a human, I needed first to get through the artificial intelligence. So we all, I'm sure, are familiar with, uh, please choose from one of the following options. Press one for blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't get this. What is it that you are trying to do? Um, so the artificial intelligence absolutely infuriates me. Yeah. Um, I was ready to throw my mobile out of the window and it took me an hour to get through to a human being. Um, and then I've spent less than five minutes with the human being to find out that they couldn't do what I, what I wanted. So incredibly frustrating experience from the client's perspective but a clever bit of technology from operational efficiency perspective. So the whole point of having that AI in place is that, you know, you are directed to the right department and in theory, you're getting to the person that you genuinely need to be speaking to. And this entire screening process or pre-screening process is obviously dealt with in a completely automated way. Now, that might be driving efficiency and it might be reducing the cost for the business, making things more profitable. Fundamentally, it's awful mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So um, I think that it's really important, you know, especially if you are in a business of servicing and wanting to delight clients. If the client, you know, is the core focus, your service has to be built around the needs and the desires of your clients. So um, once a year with the Master Practitioners Club, we try to get together physically in person because we, we work uh, typically online throughout the year. And last year, we've actually focused a huge chunk of our conference on the topic of using design thinking process, which is a, a customer centric approach to developing business solutions, business processes, business problems. And the reason for it is that it is so critical that no matter what process you're working on, that you are taking into account what it feels like, what it looks like for the client. Mm 
Um, so if anyone is interested in sort of knowing and finding out a little bit more about that, we actually have a blog called How to Develop Better Products and Services for Your Clients um, that takes you through some of the exercises that relate to this customer-centric approach. So I would invite you to, to have a read. And with money info, you know, I genuinely love the product for the fact that you can see that it's been designed with the client in mind. So um, with the way that your mobile app works, and I had an opportunity to test it just the other week, uh, one of our mutual clients, Sound Financial Planning, decided to roll it out to their clients. So as part of that, I had an opportunity to be testing your product and just refreshing my mind on that. You know, it's just really intuitive. It's really easy to use. I've got everything at my fingertips on my mobile, which Sadly, I use a lot throughout the day and is the easiest way um, for me to, to pick up on things and to keep up to date with uh, what's happening. So what uh, the app is doing is that it's making the life of the financial planning practices much easier through driving this efficiency, operational efficiency. Um, but also it's creating a great client experience. And this is the types of technologies that we need to be going for that are targeting both rather than just one and I think I think we're all on our mobiles far too much you know I think we, we all recognize that and it's for us as well it's it's the client experience but it's also the advisor experience as well so I was with a firm um, oh, a couple of months ago and they were explaining that um, their advisors send an email to their administrator, ask them to print a copy of the valuation in advance of the meeting. And that's probably, you know, that's probably one of your two minute repetitive tasks. Yeah. Um, it may even be more than two minutes. So I said, well, are your advisors using the mobile app for Money Info Manager? Um, and it was kind of like, well, we didn't really know there was one. So we've not only got the client facing app, but we've got the advisor app. Um, just a couple of things that the advisor can do in there. They can go into the client profile and see the most up-to-date valuation, which is, I think, you know, much better than having to, a printout that's already going to be out of date by the time the following, you know, couple of days comes when the when the meeting happens. Um, and there's, a, there's just some really nice stuff in there, like a, a link to Google Maps. So when the advisor jumps in the car, wants to set the map running for the for the meeting. It's straight there. The client's address is in there. Um, and then it, it allows the, the advisor to launch the, the Google map, send a message to the client, you know, I'm on my way or, you know, I'm running a little bit late, whatever it might be. Um, but all of that is done from the mobile. So it's the advisor engagement with the client um, who advises, you know, I, I guess more, maybe more so since the, 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 the lockdown, but are less wedded to their laptops, like maybe an administrator or a power planner would be so um it's you know it's important that we get it right for um you know for both both sides of the the client and the, the advisory business well absolutely i mean in your case you've got actually two different customer centers in a way for the development of your product so you've got you've got two clients you've got the end user and you've got the financial planning practice um and i think that the product is friendly sort of across both it was a really great example lou with um, actually the advisor asking the administrator to print out the valuation um and then the administrator having to do that 
because it's a perfect example of this proverbial two-minute task. Mm -hmm. This task, even though really straightforward, really simple, actually is going to take up a whole chunk of time because it's going to take time, two minutes of the advisor time to actually get in touch with the administrator to get the task done. And then for the administrator, by the time they get into the client account, print evaluation, get it off the printer, take it to where it needs to go. I mean, it's going to take 10 minutes all day long. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is a great example of an inefficiency that can be very easily eliminated. And that is a highly repetitive task because you are going to do it for every single client um, as you are taking them through the annual review process. So, um, you know, you will be saving tons of time just by not doing that and using the app to uh, share the valuation with the client or to demonstrate, to show the visual on where we're at. I'm just laughing when you say about uh, like the, the kind of printing it out. I read something online um, over the weekend that said, never tell a printer that you're in a hurry to print something out. <laughs> it just won't work. And we have that here. We don't print that much here, but on occasion, and it's everyone's like, oh, is the printer working for you? Can you can you print something out? And it's it's just just hit and miss. But yeah, that is a good example. And that, you know, that's across the across the board, isn't it? And we feed you know, we feed the valuation data into Money Info um, from, you know, many, many different platforms, providers, land registry updates, property prices. So everything is as up to date as it can be with the um, the, the data sources that, that we have have available. And what if you were, you know, if you were talking to businesses and you talk well, when you talk to businesses all the time, do you have any, are there any kind of Dominica top tips that you, you always give to, to your firms um, and when you're talking um, at your webinars for the club? Um, well, there are plenty of top tips, Lou. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I think that probably across all practice management areas, we would have various tips. But if I was focusing sort of on processes and changes to processes. My tips would be, um, number one, designing with clients in mind, okay? So I really cannot emphasize how important it is and how rarely that actually happens. You know, most firms, when they're thinking about um, onboarding process, new business submission process, um, advice process, power planning process, they really think about it more from operational perspective and don't take into account actually what does it look like and feel like for the client. Um, so I think that designing with clients in mind when it comes to processes would be tip number one. Number two, and this uh, it, I'm talking about it in relation to process, but actually it relates to anything that you do in the business, is that you always have to define the goal and what is it that you're trying to achieve by working on something, by making a change, by wanting to make that improvement? What is it that you're trying to achieve? So you want to define it at the very, very outset, because it's really easy once you start to work on things to get really bogged down on details and to lose sight of what is truly important in what it is that you're trying to achieve. So uh, again, it's something that people tend to skip altogether and they just run to implement the solution and you can get really lost. So I'd say, take your time to define what is it that you're trying to achieve. 
Um, number three is identify the most frequently undertaken tasks within your business. So chat to your administrators, chat to your power planners, chat to your practice manager, um, chat to your advisors and identify the most frequently undertaking tasks and look there if there is anything that you can do to increase the efficiency. Could you be using technology? Could you be automating something? Could you be templating something? And I guarantee that there will be things that you will find in there. Number four um, is make sure that you're engaging your team. So it's great to look for uh, external input and support, but actually your team, um, these are the people who know all the ins and outs of what you do, how you work, what your service is like, and they're going to have a lot of answers. So it's really important that you involve a diverse team. So doesn't matter what process you're working on, it could be onboarding, could be new business processing, could be annual reviews. You want to make sure that you are involving your team and you are involving, again, your administrator, your power planner, your advisor, your practice manager. And the reason for involving those different individuals is that they will look at the problem, they will look at the process from very different perspectives. And by having input, uh, from these different perspectives, you're far more likely to develop solutions that are really fantastic. So make sure that uh, you don't forget to work with your team. And again, if you want a bit of support on that, we've got, uh, we've got another blog called um, How to Engage Your Team in Transforming Your Business. It will give you some um, tools and methods that you can apply when working with teams um, on, on changes, on processes. I'm a bit biased on the next tip, of course, um, <laughs> but if you've got a practice manager, I suggest joining the Master Practitioners Club to benefit from the perspectives of other members and my 20 years of experience. Um, it can be really useful. It can cut down the time of you trying to reinvent something just by uh, looking at some of the stuff that's been created already and speaking to other people who have done it. Um, and then my final tip, and that's... Um, a very sort of comprehensive tip that relates to any change that you might be undertaking within the business, not necessarily just in relation to process. It could be uh, related to any change that you are looking to, to implement. As a doctor of psychology, I believe that change has to be really carefully managed. So it's a topic that I feel really passionate about um, and if you want to know more about psychology of change and how to get it right, um, I've recorded a webinar for the PFS called The Art of Practice Management, where I touch on the topic. Um, again, it's one of the areas that tends to be completely uh, overlooked. We tend to focus on we've got the solution and we think that, you know, by having worked out the solution, it's already going to work. But actually, there is a huge bit of work that you need to do to get the implementation right. Um, because the best of solutions, if poorly implemented, um, is just going to cause havoc in your business. So it's important that you understand the psychology of change so that you can really manage it uh, effectively. So these would be my top tips for um, introducing process changes and changes within the business. Um, I mean, I 
all excellent and I've just one I guess one tiny small thing to add to that is um sometimes you know just question why 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 are we doing that why why do we have to do that and it's you know well we've always done it like that and that you know that's not the right answer is it this is an opportunity when you're um, making process changes or you're creating a new process or you're implementing a, a piece of new technology to to make a change it's an opportunity to make a change for the better and not always do you know what you've what you've done before um, so there's lot lots of really um, good stuff there Dominica thank you very much and the blogs um, sound really interesting so um, I'll um, make a note of those and and have a have a look at them and just everything you've you've said today just makes perfect sense and it doesn't have to be over engineered or over complicated um, it really a lot of it is just you know sitting down and working through what you want to achieve like you said you know what tools have you got that help you achieve that but I think that you know the big takeaway for me is that you know two minute repetitive tasks 10, 10 times a day equals 10 days per employee you know that's that's significant isn't it um so i think that's my that's my big takeaway from this and i'd just like to really really thank you for your time um today and explaining things um in a, in a really clear way to to understand for our our listeners here on the, the money info podcast so thank you very much dominica my pleasure lou thank you for having me and if anyone has any questions feel free to pin me an email Will do. We'll share all of your details. Thanks, Dummy. Brilliant. Many thanks. Bye for now. Bye. The Advisor Tech Unplugged podcast was brought to you by the team at MoneyInfo. For more information, please visit www.moneyinfo.com. Book a discovery call with us to learn how we can help you to deliver a better client experience with your own branded client portal and apps from Apple and Android.